0: And I also have the privilege to um, introduce to you our faith story, and it's Leslie Jackson. Can you guys welcome her up? Well, good morning, church. Um, This is certainly a step out of my comfort zone, so thank you for letting me share with you this morning. So I was blessed to grow up in a small town not too far from here in Medford, Wisconsin, Growing up in a small town, I was very thankful for, to experience a lot of close friendships, many of which I still have to this day, a great relationship with my parents, who I have to thank for my love of cooking and preserving food in the outdoors, and an older brother that always seemed to just get me. My parents introduced me to the church at a young age, and I was involved in Sunday school and catechism classes at our Lutheran church. I could memorize all the verses, but it never really felt like it was something that I owned. When I was about 10 years old, a friend invited me to Awana at another church. It was there I really started to understand what this relationship with Jesus meant and who he was to me. Throughout the years, I participated in summer camps where I accepted Christ as my Savior that helped strengthen my walk with Jesus and continued to be an active part in my youth group in town. As most high school graduates do, I was very excited to move away from home Um, and start my life the minute I could. So much so that I think I picked the farthest college away from my hometown where I didn't have to pay out-of-state tuition. I attended uh, college in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and I was studying music. I was thankful to connect with Campus Crusade, a college ministry, and connect with some Christian friends. Now this is where the story turns, because up to this point it sounded pretty good. Unfortunately, there were many things that were vying for my attention during my early 20s. And I made the decision to put Jesus on the back burner. Life took some very sharp curves at that time because of those decisions. And I found myself in a very unexpected place. No home, no job, and no way to know what the next day would bring. I vividly remember driving back to Green Bay from my parents' house, thinking, God, there is nothing left for me. If I don't have you, I clearly don't have anything. I made the decision to rededicate my life to God. It was in that instant that things began to shift. Not instantly, but only God moments began to fall into place. An affordable place to live with, who would have guessed, Christian girls, a job that could start that week, and an acceptance into nursing school. It wasn't easy coming back from rock bottom, but I was able to connect with a wonderful group of individuals through 365, a young adult-led ministry where I found my passion for worship and created lifelong friendships, including one long-haired, rather hippie-looking boy named Eric that I ended up engaged to only two months after we met, and we just celebrated 12 years this month. (laughs) Eric and I began to establish our life together. It seemed that at least for the next eight years or so, one of us was always studying and pursuing some degree of some sort, I started working as a nurse continuing my education eventually completing my bachelor's and master's degrees in nursing. Eric completed his bachelor's degree as well and later became credentialed as a minister with the, with the Assemblies of God. This allowed us the opportunity to serve in many aspects of the church including youth ministry and lead pastor roles. But we found ourselves in a bit of a predicament a few years into our marriage. We had always just been able to make the next step happen whatever that was. If we wanted to buy a house, we worked a little extra and saved some money. We wanted to get a bulldog, we researched and we saved some money. Achievements had become a big part of my personal identity. But when it came to starting a family, this was one aspect of life we couldn't just muscle our way through. I lost my spot. We came to a point where we were trying to make this dream of having children happen. And God spoke clearly, wait on my time. We took a lot of peace from that statement and chose to let that phrase lead our decisions over the coming years. Most recently, God has been teaching me who I am and where my worth lies outside of what I do or what I can accomplish. Through it all, I trust that he continues to bring us through and to the best seasons of life. God has always given us the quote, the best is yet to come. And when you come over to our house, you'll see it displayed uh, at the end of a hallway to remind us. And we've believed that for each season of life that we have been in and each place we have served, we believe that the best is yet to come. It's something we strongly believe for this church and this new season of life as well. As Paul states in Philippians 4, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. God continually shows me each day that contentment in this life lies in my relationship with him through his son Jesus, and he continues to move each of us from one best to the next. This is the year of 52 stories, and this is mine.